1: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Makers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. It's SENZ Extra Time, and our good mate and our fellow Eel lover, Lavina Good, is back from her sojourns. Uh, Lavina, good evening to you, mate. Uh, let's talk some NRL.
0: I'm always happy to talk NRL with you, Ricardo, my fellow Rugby League fan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mate, I... I'm in a
0: good mood, mate. Why do you think I'm in a good Rugby League mood? You guess. I, I, I,
1: I, it's, it's, I want to yeah. whisper it, but is, is it our year?
0: Okay, here's the thing. I get very nervous <laughs> this time of year, as you know. I've yes. been speaking to you for the last decade about Parramatta this time of year, and it's normally last week when, when we bow out, when the expectation is so much higher. But on the performance of the Eels against the Panthers a couple of weeks ago, there's a couple of things that had to happen. One thing is Mitch Moses had to lie to his doctor about getting his memory back and not having headaches because I know the Eels were absolutely desperate for him. And there'd be plenty of people saying if it was the start of the year and if it was the Titans or Newcastle Knights and that player would have been out for a month. But he passed whatever he had to pass and the Eels absolutely needed him otherwise. I don't think that they would have won that game At the weekend, and um, yeah, just I I really think that performance um, against the Raiders on the back of the performance against the Panthers was showed faith in each other. They played a really wide game, which they did not do against the Panthers, and um, the forwards were willing to offload, which they did not do against the Panthers, and the kicking game was impeccable, which they definitely did not do against the Panthers. So they learnt from their mistakes, and, and the ills have you know, they've got a, a bigger challenge facing them now as they head to Townsville. I mean, that's going to be a sold-out 28,000-people crowd, I would assume. And, you know, the people of Townsville are just so grateful for the Cowboys to make it this side. I don't know about you, Ricardo, but I did not have the Cowboys in my top eight. In fact, I think I might have had them in my bottom two when I looked back as to the teams that were going to go forward. And they've surprised all of us. So it's a massive challenge for the Parramatta Eels as they take on a Cowboys side. But... We all thought it would be a big surprise to make it this far, and at the moment they're just about to knock on the big dance door, which they'd love to do.
1: Yeah, would they? What? And you you're not the only one. I mean, I, uh, you know, you looked at the team that Todd Payton had, and he didn't really add a lot in the off season. And I think so I think I've talked to Andrew Voss about this. He he had them as wooden spooners, and I think a lot of people sort of had them down down the bottom. So they've done exceedingly well under Toddy Payton to get where they are. I guess the question is, how does Parramatta? uh counter that and counter the twenty eight thousand. Um if you're looking at it from a power point of view. I mean Jason Tamalolo was a big part of that. it feels like the power pack is big enough to combat the Cowboys pack and I think our uh the Eagles back line is better than the Cowboys back line. But I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I mean they they did finish what second for a reason. Third even.
0: Yeah. Dude, yeah. you When you when you go player for player next to each other, it's easy to keep ticking that Parramatta side and say better, better, better player. But when you go uh, team unity and playing a, as a team that shows a lot of faith in themselves and will continue to play good for each other, then it's easy to tick the Cowboys side as well because they haven't backed up, off from any side throughout the year, even when they have been defeated by teams that haven't been defeated by a lot. And, and we're talking about a Toddy Payton that was, you know, last year people were wondering whether or not he'd have a job the following year in terms of what performance he could put in. And, you know, he brought Chad Townsend, he brought in Peter Hiku and people are going, oh, they're going to do nothing. You can't do anything with them. You didn't do anything with them, you know, at the Warriors when you had It's not going to happen, not going to happen. And he's brought the best out in some of these players that were looking at the end of their career, to be honest. And he's really given them another opportunity. And they're they're all playing tremendously well. I think if Parramatta managed to continue those offloads Um, with Lane and um, Regan, Campbell-Gillard. I think there's an opportunity there for Parramatta to catch the Cowboys on the back foot. Um, But Parramatta were not willing to do that against the Panthers' defensive side because the Panthers moved up too quick in defence and and the Raiders were just too tired to do that. We've got to remember the Cowboys are are nice and rested and, um, you know, there's not many injuries that'll be creeping into them. There's always that question mark against Mitch Moses, who is in fine attacking form and played like it was the first game of the year, not the 27th game of the year for him, uh, but it would just take one bad knock for him and a and a replacement for him um, for the Parramatta Eels not to be in their peak performance because he's the orchestrator, he's the linchpin. He's he's not just you know directing the attacking play that he's talking defensively in the line where everyone needs to stand and whether or not they move up and it's almost like he's He's the one that controls the team completely in all aspects of the game. And if they manage to nullify him, then it will be a very different Parramatta side. But Parramatta have got through that danger weekend, which was last weekend, on the back of a bad defeat the weekend before against the Panthers. We know the Eels have beaten the Panthers uh, twice this year already. And if they get that chance to go through to the grand final, then I tell you what, there'll be some happy Parramatta fans out there. But... This final means so much to the people of um, Townsville. It really does. Cowboys territory. And, you know, I was reading an article just earlier in the Sydney Morning Herald about the accommodation that's been sold out and back in the grand final in 2005 and back in 2017 and the finals in 19, et cetera, et cetera, All the memorabilia from then has been sold out and is worth an absolute fortune now. So, so the actual town just chews up this opportunity to be represented on this stage of rugby league for them. And they've got a home game and it will be absolutely hell for those Parramatta ill players, as you say, Ricardo. Not just taking on a Cowboys outfit, but a side of 28,000 plus another 17 ready to bash them all up on the pitch and as they come off.
1: Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how that part plays into it. Now, there's a couple of questions that need to be asked, Lavinia. Uh I thought, you know, the way that uh, the Canberra Raiders took Melbourne out, and the, in fact, the way that Ricky Stewart's got that team going in the second half of the season, uh, you know, I, I thought it was going to be an exceedingly tight game. I thought there's going to be an arm wrestle. We'll be nervous. We'll be texting each other right through to the end. But 40-4, to 4, <laughs> I didn't see it blowing out like that. Did you? And what did you make of that?
0: No, I, I was surprised by the scoreline. I was really surprised by the by the onslaught of Parramatta in the opening 15 minutes. And it did come from the offloads of, of um, Sean Lane and those other players that were deciding that they wanted to offload the play as much as they possibly could. And it gave, gave the back so, so many opportunities, which, you know, they hadn't had, I guess, in the past. Um, But I think the Raiders just looked really tired to me. And I know Parramatta had had a big game before, but the Raiders just did not have a a kick in their step and, and nothing was going their way. Uh, their kicking game was very average. Their backs were missing horrendous tackles. I know they can score some beautiful tries, but not only were they missing tackles, but they, they were reading the defensive play really poorly. Like, we could see where the ball was going to go whether or not it was going to be a cutout pass and what direction that was heading in. But there was no defensive structure whatsoever from the Raiders, and they, they paid the price for that. And then, obviously, the Eels realised that at halftime, if they gave the Raiders an opportunity to score first um, in the second half, then it would be a very different game indeed. And obviously, Brad Alpha had a quarter at all these players and said, if you want to go on with this, the Raiders were looking pretty good at one stage. Um, we've been denied two tries. They managed to pick one up before halftime. If they score next, this is a very different story. And the Parramatta made of last year and the year before and the year before that might have choked let them come back and not learn from any mistakes from the week before. But it was the same as the first half for the Parramatta Eels. They came out, they offloaded, they didn't miss tackles. They let Mitch Moses control every single play that he needed to control. And in the end, it paid dividends. So I was a little surprised by that, um, by the performance in the end. Um I got my dog barking. Can you know. that? <laughs> I can. I <laughs> can. And he's.
1: He's telling. He's telling us so, that we've got Reed Marnie next year. It's the dogs. They're talking.
0: Oh my god, Reed Marnie! I love him. Can you believe Parramatta let him go? No. I mean, is that crazy? Yeah. I just can't believe it. I mean, honestly, we talk about Mitch Moses as much as you want, but when it comes to Reid Marnie, are there many plays in terms of the distribution factor that is accurate and as aggressive as what he, he has? His passing is absolutely impeccable. He finds the mark all the time. He never bludges and is not afraid of tackling. I mean, it was worth throwing the checkbook at him. And Lee is another one. I mean, you come over from a club where you're in disarray and you basically get turned into one of the best back rowers in the world. And that's another player that the Parramatta Eels were losing. So you get a feeling, Ricardo, as a Parramatta fan or someone that has followed Parramatta for many, many years, this is their year. And this may be the last opportunity in quite some time that they'll have a chance to go all the way. Because when you're losing players like Reid Marnie, et cetera, That's quite challenging as you move forward in this competition. They're players that you really cannot replace.
1: Exactly. I 100% agree with you. Although Isaiah Papali has been making headlines for all the wrong reasons and Aussie recently yeah, saying no and refu- refusing to say that he's going to be in the Tigers team next year. They reckon there's a backflip coming so uh, once the NRL announce what the cap is for next season we might see a change on that front. Hey, we should talk, of course, uh, there is another uh, preliminary final as well this weekend and um, that sees the Panthers up against South Sydney in a rematch of last season's grand final. I've got a feeling this is going to get nasty, and uh, I think it's going to be a gnarly game, I think it's going to be all sorts going on, and the difference between this year and last year is a bloke called Latrell Mitchell.
0: Yeah, he's on fire, he's come out right at the the perfect time, he certainly entices the team to play above themselves, that's what I like about Latrell, a very aggressive player, plays with a lot of heart, um, passion and spirit, and he's a great player to watch and can create so many opportunities and also um, reads a defensive play excellent as well when he's in that full-back role. I remember Gordon Tallis actually saying last week, Ricardo, when um, he was talking about the Bunnies taking on the Sharks, and he said it was really interesting. He doesn't always say interesting stuff. Sometimes he does. But it was really interesting how he said, you can't beat the Bunnies in a game of touch-footy. You just won't be able to do that. They have too many light-footed players, and they're sensational with the ball, and you've just never beat them when it comes to a game of touch-footy. And that's what the Sharkies tried to do. They tried to play that light-footed touch-footy, and then in the end, the Bunnies were too good for it. Well, the Panthers play a very different game. They don't play that touch-footy outlet game at all. They won't do that. So I think it will be quite aggressive. I wouldn't be surprised if um, there was a bit of biff out there. And I do think that the um, Bunnies put a lot on the line over the last couple of weeks to try to get to this stage in the competition. And there's something about having that week off it just makes all those players refreshed and an opportunity not to have the injuries and just to, you know, attack the next game. And they know they're one game away from the grand final. I think the Pampers might have too much in them at this stage of the competition not to get into the grand final. But I'm still really bitter at Nathan Cleary for the state of origin. I can't get over him. Like When he was playing against Parramatta two weeks ago, I'm playing like a superstar. I'm like, what happened to you in Game 3, you... Man, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I'm like, why didn't you do that in game three? And I thought, and I went back and I thought it was obvious because Billy Slater told seven of his players, shut down, clear, shut down, clearing. Get on him, get in his face. Don't let him kick. You're giving him two times to kick. Don't worry about anyone else. Don't let him offload. Shut down, clear, shut down, clearing. And then he got swamped and he got panicked and the players around him panicked because they realised that their game player was being shut down and no one else wanted to take on that responsibility. That might be the key for the um, Bunnies to try and defeat the Panthers is just to shut Cleary down. Don't worry about anyone else in that team. I know there's some superstars in there, but just shut him down. Make him flustered. Make him question his ability, just like Billy Slater did in games of the Origin Series. And the Bunnies have a chance to get a place into that grand final.
1: Yeah, it's going to be intriguing, man. It's a, it really is a couple of fantastic games. Uh, Lavina, have, have, you, have you got a... You got a prediction for us? Who's going to meet in the grand final?
0: Mate, in round one of the competition, I put a sneaky hundy on this team called the Parramatta Eels to win the grand final. Oh,
1: wow, okay. What and were I've they paying? i got that
0: ticket hanging around. I've got that ticket hanging around. They were paying $5.90.
1: Nice. No, there you go.
0: You do the
1: odds. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell you what, they could they could buy a couple of trips on the old uh, on the old uh, home. Uh... I'll be keeping that one quiet. Yeah, mate. I'll be <laughs>
0: keeping that one quiet from
1: the hubby, mate. I won't
0: be telling you that about that yet, all right? You could do a craft Don't beer worry, tour on
1: that quite nicely. I would have thought. <laughs>
0: That'd be quite fun. That would be quite fun. Um, And and it would be great if it's a battle of the West. I I wouldn't be surprised if the Panthers make it through and then all all eyes would be on the Penrith Panthers to be able to um, take that notch again. And at the start of the year, I always thought that the Panthers had it in them. They've got the right culture, the right players, the right attitude to to win another grand final. But if it's going to be that battle of the West and one of the big Sydney sides miss out, then I think it would be fantastic if the Parramatta Eels to go all the way, but it, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys uh, snatch a spot as well. And if the Bunnies manage to shut down Cleary, they're in with a chance. And that's what I've loved about the competition this year, Ricardo, whether or not it's a salary cap or just the fact that the competition has exceeded every expectation. But even if your team isn't doing well in the competition, it's still such a brilliant product. It is the greatest game of all, and you can appreciate every game of league, especially during finals footy. And I've loved every bit of it and I can hardly wait for the weekend. And the only annoying thing is that there was no Sunday footy this week. Yeah. That was the only annoying thing mm-hmm.
1: for me. I'm with you, With you on that front, mate. With you on that front. Hey Lavina, thanks for coming on tonight, mate. Always good to chat. Go we well. Do. And we'll catch up soon, eh?
0: Look forward to it. I'll text you during the match, mate. You know I will.
1: I know it. Look forward to it. Lavina, good there with us talking rugby league here on S C N Z.